Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Oliver Sparks, and this will be my final episode before the new year. In this episode, we'll be covering sort of a recap on past events. I want to break down and explain some of the characters that I have made along the way, and hopefully we can continue their stories later in the future. I hope that you can agree with me as I tell you all about these amazing characters and where they came from. So, I'll be speaking completely off script for this one. If you notice any echoing of my voice, that's because I'm now in more of a new setup. I used to be recording in my closet because I felt that that was easier. Um, No, when I went back and listened to some of my podcast episodes, my voice was very grainy. I felt that it didn't add a lot of bounce to my wording and story. So I'll be recording in a much more open spaced room now. Anyways, uh, I think it's only fitting if we talk about the very first characters of my podcast. If you may recall, those characters were Nathan, Leonora, Jack, and Aurora, I believe. I'm not sure about the Jack part, but I'll explain where those characters came from. So, for anybody who's read the story, you're probably getting Legend of Zelda vibes, and I can I can fully and understandably see that. Nathan is a character born from within the royal family. He happens to be quite courageous. He's a little stoic at times, but though he may seem like a practical jokester on the outside, on the inside, he's a fearless warrior and team player who also leads his team and people with him to victory. Uh, Leonora is sort of a magician of sorts, though I didn't explain it very in-depth in the story. Leonora's mother was somewhat of a magician. I only mentioned her father because, well, she has like that blacksmith sort of vibe. Jack comes from the ancient alchemists of the north, and as a direct result, he's a shapeshifter. There's a lot of magic that goes on in my first story, and that's Largely in part due to the fact that, well, magic is a very powerful thing. Is it just science that we don't know about? Sure. I'm not really sure. And lastly, Aurora. Aurora was very meant was very much meant to be a fighter of sorts. She was supposed to be malicious and aggressive in their group. Alright, so moving on uh, next up, as I'm... <laughs> as I'm like scrolling through my computer trying to find everything. Next is Leaf, Leaf the Firefly. This is a very fitting one, although there isn't much detail behind it. Leaf is, as his name states, he's just a firefly. And the inspiration behind Leaf came from early summer, where I'm from, and I see a lot of fireflies like out and about. So that inspired me to do some research and figure out like how long do fireflies live? Are they actually this good? Do fireflies get attacked by bees and all that stuff? Um, what else can we move forward with? Let's talk about uh, Callan and the mouse. That's a very, very good one. 
So, first of all, where did I get the name Callan from? Uh, one, his name is K-A-L-E-N. Not like you would normally spell it. Uh, two, he is based off of my cat. The Callan in the story is much more slim. Uh, my cat is more thick around the edges. Uh, and then the mouse was just sort of like, you know, cat and mouse are supposed to be natural enemies. What if these two were friends instead? And that was what kicked off that whole episode. The one question of, well, if these two are supposed to be natural enemies in real life, why can't they be friends? Uh, a lot of the fanfics that I've written down have been rather interesting. I not, I'm not going to recount them nor recall because, I mean, again, they're fanfics, so there's not really a need to. The only one that I'll really talk about is the Minecraft one, which recalls events that myself and my brothers, uh, we explored in our first time through the 1.16 Nether update. Anyways, moving away from that, we can talk about some of the more interesting ones because we have all the time in the world. Uh, let's talk about, like, the animal village residents. Hare, owl, beaver, and I think Miss Hedgehog. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this came from a lot of the wildlife in my yard. See, I live on a farm of seven acres or so. And at nighttime, that yard becomes home to almost any animal in North America. We have bears, deer, rabbits possum we probably have foxes we have coyotes yeah a lot of stuff more birds there's insects that crawl on the ground beneath us the point is a lot of those stories like hare's wild tale and beaver's frantic preparation those were stories crafted from my own backyard as a lot of these stories actually are and there's a lot to them next up is one of my more in-depth characters you know how whenever you always make your own character, there's like so, so many pages of in-depth stuff? Well, that's sort of the case with a lot of my characters. As I stated before, I, I confess that I have a lot of unused characters, and they're all from fanfiction. But today we're going to try to move past that, and I'm going to be using my story from Earth Y... Yeah, that's what I have in the file name goes. I'm going to be telling all of the different characters from Earth why and what they were supposed to be before I started rearranging them for more real-world characteristics. So I think it's fitting that we start off with Jack, my very first character. Now, Jack Ryder was not my most popular character at the time. He was... He started out as a character from, like, he was a retired carnival worker. So he has, like, a lot of sort of creepy, spooky background behind him. And the story is that while working at the carnival, Jack met some kind of creepy fortune teller who, he didn't work at the festival. Instead, the fortune teller told him, you will be cursed with this spell. And so Jack said, yeah, right. Well, a few days later, Jack became one of the world's greatest detectives. A lot of people loved his business, and he was good at what he did. Well, the police didn't appreciate him showing them up, and they decided to 
ultimately try and plan to kill him. Although I didn't say much in my Sin Hunter story, it is confirmed that the police had somebody from their work frame Jack. So the police are basically corrupted. Uh, Jack falls down to hell, which is very, very much based off of uh, the wonderful descriptions of Vivzipop. So hell divided into seven different rings and such. I had to cut back on a lot of stuff uh, now that I'm working on new stories. So I'll just tell you the basics. Jack is able to shoot bullets out of the air with his own gun. He still has the exorcist weapons, but he doesn't know any of the IMP or any of Thivzy Pop's characters to avoid sort of fan fiction and such. Now, Jack does encounter the seven different rings, so pride, wrath, greed, sloth, lust, gluttony, and envy, but I decided to flip the rules around, and I'll be putting out another podcast episode detailing some of those later. Then we have uh, Nick. <laughs> oh boy, this is the real this is the real good one. So Nick was a character from Sonic the Hedgehog, as you've probably already guessed by his name, Nick the Porcupine. And my reasoning for Nick was, you know, there weren't porcupines in Sonic the Hedgehog, so I thought, hey, why not snatch this opportunity up for myself, and get it done. Nick originally looked a very much like Shadow except that his fur was red and black, where Shadows was black and red. So I changed that, getting rid of the quills on his back, and I, and I more draped the quills down to give him more of a rough, spindly texture. Nick is, again, he's courageous. He's one of the more technical variants of main character, and overall, he's just a really nice guy. Nick's older brother is Spine, who's taller. He's one of the older characters, and he has been roboticized. And he works as Autotron, capital, capital empire, and commander of whatever empire forces there are. Um, who to discuss next? Let's talk a little bit about Xander. Xander is, as you know, like a Jedi. He has... One key lime green lightsaber, which is a much brighter green than most lightsabers, and he has a double-edged blue one that he wields rarely at a time. There isn't much to say about Xander beyond the fact that he's just a Jedi from a long-forgotten age. Uh, we also have... Who's next? Oh, Hammer Knight. Hammer Knight is, of course... like. He's supposed to be tough and durable. He's way stronger than most of the characters that I mentioned there. And as the name Knight suggests, I'll, I'll let you figure out what timeline he was supposed to be from. Uh, we also have the Soul of Hope, but he needs no introduction, as if you want to learn more about him, you can go listen to my first tale episode. Anyways, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I'm approaching pretty fair amount of time here. But I will talk a little more in-depth about some of the other characters in my next episode. So, yeah. Welcome back, and now we're going to be talking a little more in-depth about the Knights of Reality. These are the oldest characters that I've had 
they've been with me for quite some time. I have, uh, I have replicated Lego figures of each and every one of them. So I think it's best that we talk about them next, as they're also the main characters in my most recent episode. So there's nine of them in total, including the Red Knight, like their captain and leader. And although they're militia on the battlefield, they're pretty much your average group of misfits outside of combat and battle. The first is the Red Knight. He's their leader. His name is Oliver Red Sparks, father of one. His daughter, his daughter is Mary. She's going to be the next Red Knight at some point in the near distant future. And his wife, Catherine. Originally, the name Catherine was for his daughter, but I changed that due to uh, the whole fan fiction stuff getting to me. Next, we have uh, Evan and Susan. They used to be named Blue and Orange, but I decided to change their names. So those are more... I'm not sure how to describe it. But the point is, Evan was the first of the knights to appear, and then Susan was next. Then we have Bryce and Will, who are like the inseparable duo. Bryce has daggers, Will is shields. Will was mostly shields, only because I didn't have a specific idea for like what kind of weapon he was going to have. I didn't focus on Will too much, and as a direct result, I kind of regret not focusing on him that much. Uh, then moving further down the line, we have Gus and Isabel. Gus is very much the heavyweight, and he's actually in the top 10 strongest people in the multiverse. He is at the peak cosmic limit that a human can physically be strong. He can almost move mountains with just his bare hands. His armor only makes him stronger by amplifying his powers and channeling them through into strength. And then Isabel is like your fashion designer, pop icon, Instagram legend. If you need, like, if you're going Valentine's Day shopping and you don't know what to get for a friend, uh, she'll take you by the hand and she'll lead you to all the best places in the world. And then finally, we have Madeline and Anthony. Or... Yeah, that's right. Uh, Madeline and Anthony are both siblings based off of friends in real life. Uh, Anthony is the technician and a scientist. He has been going through a lot of stuff with the Red Knight and his team. And he's key in engineering and resolving any problems that might happen out in the field. His choice of weapon are two giant wrenches, which he can throw, they come back to him like a boomerang, or he can smack people with them. And Anthony's sister, Madeline. Madeline is much more militiant. She doesn't have all this fancy armor, she just has SWAT gear, stealth stealth armor, night vision goggles, rocket launcher on her back, a shotgun in one hand, an AK in the other. She's very much, uh, she's very impatient. She is, like, you'll see a lot of characters like her in a lot of shows. I think that at some point or another, if you're watching a TV show, you've encountered someone like Madeline, or she just is. Uh, what else is there to talk about? Oh, that's right. We have, uh, we have our wizards, of course. So we had Mary, 
but she recently became a training Red Knight replacement. Jade is a black magic wielder. Jade is definitely one of the more powerful, and I say him first because although his father is Ben, Jade is one of the characters who can, like, he's very powerful. That's the only way I can really describe him. Uh, then you have Jade's father, Ben. Ben is just, like, fresh out the box from possession of a demon. In the world where I'm from, or in the world where the Red Knight is from, I shouldn't say where I'm from, the one of the main antagonists is Grindelwald. Not, like, the wizard of any sorts. No, Grindelwald is, like, this crazy science cultist who was able to cheat death by swapping his soul and mind into different hosts in order to survive throughout his years. Grindelwald, in the past, was the leader of this whole group of villains that they would fight against. There was one, uh, Richter. Richter was, like, he had, he had found the last of some kind of ancient virus and he exploited the virus and turned it into a cure it cured him but gave him incredible strength and powers uh then there was shadow dragon out of all of the members even grindelwald himself who passed away shadow dragon was the only person who survived the explosion that destroyed each and every one of them uh, Shadow Dragon is more or less just, like, your average bad guy. I think that there was some point where he was, like, the Red Knight's clone who became evil. But that, I can't recall that much. Um, I'm running out of stuff to say. There's been a lot of, a lot of stuff that's happened in 2021. I got a lot done. And, uh, Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, despite like my podcast and all these characters that I've made, it's it's still important to not get too caught up in whatever else is happening. Not everything great has to come from my podcast. It also depends on what happens in the real world. I know it sounds really cheesy, and you've probably heard a lot of people say this a lot in the past, but... I said it there, and I'll probably say it next year in 2022. So, I guess that's it. The end of another year, and uh, I suppose there's nothing left to say. I'll probably try to do some new fun stuff. I know that I have plans to maybe set up a YouTube account at some point. Uh, What am I going to do? I'm not sure. I'll probably get into the animating biz, probably try to animate some of my cartoons, some of my episodes, provide some voices for my characters. But for the moment, that's all in 2022. Well, anyways, uh, thanks to a whole lot of people for getting this podcast up in the air, got it running, and um, yeah. Oh, of course, there's one more person that I need to thank. You yourself. The reader. Thanks for sticking with me through all these episodes. I appreciate your help and everything that you've done. I'm glad that you were able to listen. Hopefully you enjoyed my stories and uh, yeah, happy new year folks.